0: You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Welcome, any new people listening to the podcast. And hello for all of you who've been listening for many months to many years. Excited to have you back. Today's episode. We are going to be interviewing someone who's been on once before, about four years ago. Her name is Kimberly Seltzer. And she is kind of like the makeover queen, but she does even more than style. She makes over a little bit of everything and helping you with confidence through the way you look, through the way that you carry yourself, through the way that you think about yourself. And I'm so excited to have her on the podcast once again. And we're talking about some cool stuff regarding the idea of first impressions. And we get into this idea where it takes about seven seconds. And that's pretty wild that it does take seven seconds for someone that you're talking to to make an impression on you. And so you have that seven seconds. And it's not something that you necessarily do in the seven seconds, but it's how you show up. In those first seven seconds. And that's what we're going over today some cool stuff, some practical advice, and gearing more towards how you carry yourself, how you look, and all those good things. We're going to get to that in just a moment. I want to thank anyone like I did on the last episode who has left a review on the podcast. I see more and more every day. If you leave one, I will be happy to read it here on the podcast. So just know that your words are read by me and I will literally actually read them here. On the podcast. So, yeah, a real quick too, I got some really cool guests coming your way. So, stay tuned, keep tuning into the podcast. I'm always having new, fresh guests, interesting people, people who have maybe been in the dating advice scene for a while or, or just someone who is new on the scene. I try to pick everyone up so they can come on here. And I can't wait to do that with some upcoming guests. So, stay tuned for those. Don't forget if coaching is something that you're interested I do offer one-on-one coaching. I said this on the last episode that if you fill out an application at coachedbytrip.com, I will be the one reading it. I will be the one texting you or emailing you to set up an initial call for you and I to discuss coaching to see if coaching is a good fit for you and I'm excited at the chance of working with you. So if you need an extra boost, if you need some more help, if you need to really get yourself in gear for the fall that's coming up and for the holidays, and you don't want to be alone on the holidays and you're looking to meet more women, even through this crazy time, we're doing it. My roster is really, really full, but there are some spots that are always available where you and I can start in the next few weeks because people end and then new people start. And on and on it goes the cycle of coaching life. So go to coachbytrip.com, fill out an application so you and I can work together and we can get on weekly calls. And also, unlimited texting for you and I to be chatting throughout the week to help you with approaching women, helping you get out of the friend zone, helping you with conversation skills, helping you become more confident and powerful. And if you follow me on Instagram, I've been posting some people who have said how powerful it actually has been. And someone actually sent me a text, not someone, but someone who is a client. I'm pulling it up right now on my phone here. And he said to me, and I quote, Honestly, Trip, this is the first time that I've been smiling in terms of actually getting some genuine interest from girls while also feeling in control of the interaction. I'm looking forward to continued improvement. Thank you for working with me. You're welcome. I'm going to keep you anonymous because I do do that with my clients for the respect. Anywho, coaching available, com. For now, here is my interview with Kim Seltzer. Check it out. Hey Kimberly, how's it going?
1: It is going. How are you?
0: I'm great. It's good to have you back on the podcast. It's been literally four years. I can't believe and that. Four months since since you've been on. So it's great to have you back.
1: I know it's so good to be back. And time went by so fast, yet the same things apply, kind of, <laughs> even from four years ago.
0: I'd hope so, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like everything we're talking about. Well, for the guys who have not listened to that episode
1: mm-hmm.
0: from 2016, why don't you let us know who you are and what you do and how you got into all of this?
1: Yeah. You know, it's been such a journey. And my career all started back in Chicago, where you are, I know. And I think that's how we connected.
0: That's right. Right? That's right. Even though we yeah. met in LA.
1: Even though we met in an uh, and there was just that Chicago thing that we just instantly bonded with.
0: Yes.
1: Um, and so anyway, I practiced as a therapist for many, many years in the traditional sense, right? I I did family and couple and individual therapy in different settings. And I kind of led a traditional life. I mean, I had the picket fence in the Midwest kind of life, if you will. I was married at the time. I had a couple kids. I still have the kids, by the way, but... It was definitely uh, a different life because then we all picked up and we moved here to La La land, and i we joke, we end up doing what all the other people here do. We get a divorce joking, obviously, you know, issues in this little fairy tale. But that is where my life completely, first of all, it just stopped you know it was like the record stopped and i didn't know what i was going to do with this new life and as i was going you know through my mind and my wardrobe i realized i was stuck because when i looked in the mirror at that moment in my life i caught my dark period i was all in black i saw the nursing bras on I, I mean i wasn't nursing any longer so like it just showed you how i couldn't get out of my own way and Really, I mean, here I was a therapist. I should know better, right? I, I should be able to just like go out and do this thing. And I got all the support. And up until then, I really worked from the inside out. I, I felt that you had to do that kind of inner work in order to, you know, build your confidence and and just get back out there. But it wasn't happening. So literally what changed the course of my life and what I do today is I I looked in the mirror and I said, I'm fed up. I hate looking this way and feeling this way. I'm going shopping.
0: And what year is this?
1: Oh my gosh. Now you're really dating me. Well, I don't remember exactly the year, but I I think it was about 16 years ago-ish.
0: Okay, so mid-2000s.
1: Yeah, mid-2000s. And I... Just went to the store and I remember thinking I'm upleveling myself because I'm getting new clothes. But what am I doing? I'm pulling all the same black clothes again. You know, three sizes too big. You know, all the clothes also were really big on me, and I, I didn't realize it at the time because I, I just wasn't aware of myself. And this personal shopper, she comes up to me and she says, "Ma'am, I really think you should try this on." And she holds up this red dress that looked like three sizes too small, and I said that's sweet of you, but mm, yeah, that's not my size. And that's really not my color. And she said, honey, that is your size. That is your color. Try it on. And I just remember that feeling. It was like I was hit over the head with that red dress. I, it, I caught my red dress moment. I'm like, you know what? She's right. So I take that, I slip it on, I twirl around like Cinderella and boom, there I was. I. I mean, I literally saw myself as a princess for the first time in a very long time. And there was something that happened to me in that moment because I saw myself totally different. So I bought that costume that day. And I call it a costume. This is really important. I still didn't think that that was me. I mean, in that moment, I thought it was cool, but then I was like, mm, could I really do this? You know? And so. I went out into the world and I just practiced wearing it and all this magic started happening that you see in my bio and, and my career started forming. And I realized there was this symbiotic relationship between the outer and the inner when it comes to building confidence because all these you know new suitors began to come my way, all these opportunities started knocking on my door. And I, I realized that what was happening is that I was getting used to being seen because the black clothes were actually a cloak to keep me invisible from the world. I didn't know that at the time. But now looking back, I realized that's exactly what it was. And the red dress allowed me to be seen. So that's just kind of where my business was born that I do today. So instead of working from the inside out, I now work from the outside in. And I start with people's first impressions and helping them raise what I call their style IQ. And, you know, that includes your wardrobe, your body language, your presentation, how you move in the world, which creates opportunity and confidence. And then I go inward and work on your emotional intelligence. And then of course take it to the streets and work on your social intelligence, which is how you, you know, interact with the world.
0: So let's let's role play for a second. Let's imagine.
1: Okay. I love it.
0: That a man comes to you. And he says, you know, and he doesn't have style. He doesn't have confidence, and he wants to work with you. Mm-hmm. Where do you begin? Like, you know, I think that'd be interesting to hear yeah. what you do in terms of, and also, you know, along the way can help, you know, give advice and tips in terms of how a guy can help himself through the methodology that you created and this outside in because no one really does that, or people that I interview on the podcast. Mm-hmm. They don't really talk about that. Like I have a couple episodes, one from you, I'm sure from 2016, where we talk about style and and some fashion and things like that. But nowhere where it's like, okay, we kind of do it all, but I start from the outside in. So mm-hmm. tell us about how that, that works exactly. So a guy comes to you, hey, you know, help me. What do I do? I look like crap. I feel like crap what's next? Help.
1: Yeah. Well, and I love this question because that is probably literally like 99.9% of the men who come to me, you know. So I even have like someone in my mind that I recently worked with who fit that profile. And and here's the thing. I always start from the beginning. And yes, I work from the outside in, but as a therapist, which makes me unique, is that I really feel it's important to understand our journey. So I always like sit down and you know, really get People's story because we have blind spots and we all have things that are connected to the past. Our past is connected to the future and the choices we make, the patterns that get created. And for me, it's like a puzzle. And so it's looking at the overall picture and saying, all right, here's the puzzle. What pieces are missing? And I look at those three areas that I talked about, starting with people's style. You know, like there was this guy I recently worked with, to your point who fit that profile, what you just said, his confidence was just shot and he never just was able to approach women. But the reality was that there were deeper issues. Like he always had confidence issues and he didn't have a lot of dating experience. So we all know this, You know, the more time that goes on without having that experience, the scarier it is to put yourself out there. So he just, he needed a plan And he needed to also see himself differently so that he could start just, you know, practicing what it was like to approach women. So the first thing I did is I went shopping with him before, like, sitting down with him and talking about his, you know, childhood and let's do some cognitive therapy and all that. And it's like, that to me could come later because I see now that. Your style, the way you market yourself is the quickest gateway into somebody's confidence. If you think about all these other things that are internal, take work, it takes time. But, you know, putting on a new outfit, that's instant. And I see it all the time. And if you go to my website, kimmyseltzer.com, you see some of the makeovers. And what's so profound is the body language that goes with the makeovers. Right. And so, like this particular guy, he was so nervous. And it, it was really lucky because they were, they were having an event that day where there was, they were serving like free whiskey, which was awesome for him because he was so nervous. So we, we took a shot of whiskey with him and, and then he was able to just kind of calm down as I was walking through the store with him and teaching him about his body type, colors that look good on him, but also teaching him really what women like. Here's the thing... Like, both men and women, I work with both sexes. We don't necessarily think about what the opposite sex likes. We think about what we like or maybe our friends like. But men in particular don't really pay attention one way or the other sometimes. And what I love doing about man-overs, as I call them, is that you guys are so easy to me. Like It's all about effectiveness and efficiency. And then once you figure out like what looks good, it goes so fast and that's what happened to this guy like i got him some nice jeans that really like slimmed him down and made him look taller and leaner i taught him how to wear his shirt so that his stomach wouldn't like you know protrude outward and then i put on this really cool leather jacket and let me tell you when he came out of that dressing room it was instant like he just he stood taller he, he walked a little slower and was noticing people noticing him which was really crucial for him because before he was hiding because he didn't feel good about himself or his body. And so yeah, I kind of created a monster from there and we, <laughs> we got him a, a ton of outfits and he went back home and he emailed me. He's like, Kim, I just have to tell you, I've never in my whole life had women check me out. And for the first time, I'm noticing women check me out. And he had asked like, Three women out that week when he went home. And, you know, I did phone coaching with him and I did the deeper work after that. And he did end up getting a girlfriend, but it started with how he was putting himself out there, which was so important to him.
0: Real quick, before we even go any further, talk to us about the importance of what it means to make that impression. Yeah. When you are exuding that kind of confidence. And specifically, we're talking about this beforehand. You told me before we started the show that it takes seven seconds. Talk about that for a second.
1: Isn't that crazy? Because well, you and I were talking, it used to be 30 seconds just like a year or two ago. And now the research says it takes seven seconds. Now within those seven seconds, this is what's crazy. There are two things that happen in the brain that people are making judgments and assumptions on. It's your clothes and your attitude. And the attitude includes like what's written on your face, your body language, even your vocals. By the way, vocals, like your tonality is part of body language. A lot of people don't recognize that or realize it. And so, God, if you think about it, that's so powerful that if you can create a first impression that allows women to really see you then you're breaking all these barriers. If you think about it, you know, the minute you walk in a room or on a date, people are sizing each other up. And, and I'm not just saying women do this; men do this too. We're all like kind of creatures of you know making those judgment calls, whether we like it or not. And I, I can just hear some of your guys being like, "Oh, this is so superficial!" And come on, but here's the thing: it's not changing who you are. It's about marketing yourself so that. You're giving someone a chance to get to know who you are. That's what you gotta think about. And for women in particular, and let me tell you, men who are listening, we look at this stuff, we notice. We notice when you are having a nice outfit on, we notice when you have like kind of that confident aura about you in your body language. And it's super highly attractive. So a woman will give you a chance over anybody else just when you present well. And 93% of communication is nonverbal. I mean, that's crazy. That's not even what you say. Like All these guys are working on the lines, the lines, the lines.
0: Hence, the podcast is called How to Talk to Girls.
1: Well, that comes so, later. You know That comes later. No, but that's what I'm saying. If you marry those two together, boom, you're in business.
0: But you know what? This is talking to girls. It's communication. Yeah. It's just a different way. We're not talking about the things you say, but what you're saying through exactly all the things you're talking about.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Okay. Seven seconds. Mm-hmm. Boom. This is your time to shine. So a guy who's listening wants to be able to create those seven seconds. Mm-hmm. And he wants to get heads turning. So what can a guy do through his style,
1: mm-hmm.
0: through his emotions, through his social or the way he socializes, all the things yeah. that you talk about? What can a guy do with this? And how can he tap into this so he can make that great first impression or create that, that great first moment?
1: Honestly, just get out of the pleated jeans and, and acid wash jeans, like that's a great start. <laughs> so many guys, I think the biggest mistake that a lot of guys have is that their their clothes are a little bit outdated and a little bit too big. That's something that I would say is very common. And again, this is these are easy hacks. You know, once you learn about your body type and the clothes that flatter your physique it makes it easier. And I do have a gift for your listeners. I have the Man's Fashion Manifesto that I'll share about at the end. But you know, if you just follow a few guidelines, and I can just give you some really quick hacks right now. I call it the three Cs. And it's super easy to remember. First, pay attention to color. Color is really highly effective. I remember when you and I went shopping. Do you remember that?
0: Oh, I literally remember every second of it. It was 2013. <laughs> and and I think about it all the time. I think about what we did. And uh-huh. and uh, yeah, I remember every minute of it from beginning to end. And it was awesome.
1: And I think... I know I have it on my YouTube channel. I don't know if you still have it on yours. But it I was do. so fun that we captured that. But the reason why it came to my mind is we're talking about color. Do you remember those salmon pants?
0: Of course, I still have them. <laughs> salmon and- pants. How about the And the... The, and I still have the plaid. Well, what's, the, what's the brand? Boss. it's was Hugo Boss. It was a Hugo Boss plaid shirt that had mainly from far, you would say it's like salmon colored or, you know, yeah. colored, but it was had some different colors. It was plaid. And I wore the hell out of that thing. I still you do. Did. I, not now because I have nowhere to be to, to really show that because of what's going on in the world. But right. yeah, all the time. It was one of my favorite shirts. And it was it was pricier than I ever wanted to spend. This is mm-hmm. this is what I took away actually from, from our session. One of the bigger things, not the thing, but one of the biggest things was there's such a difference when you spend money on a nice pair of pants or a nice shirt. Yeah. It's not just you're paying for the label. Yes, you are in a sense, but the way that it's made, like I remember I think it was like $175. For the button down, Mm -hmm. and I never in my life spent that much. I think the most I ever spent on a button down was like forty bucks, and that was even pushing it. Like normally, you go to H and M, you spend twenty bucks, and you get the thing and whatever. But now I've had it for, you know, closing in on a decade here. What seven eight years I've had this plaid shirt, and it lasts. It feels amazing. Like you can, it's it's Mm -hmm. really light. So when you're wearing it, it doesn't feel like heavy or bulky. And it's just really quality and buttons haven't fallen off. Like it hasn't, you know, gone to crap. Like imagine I could have spent thousands of dollars on collared shirts, just going through crappy ones instead of buying this one and investing in it. And from that day forward, I was like, okay, I understand now the value of clothing in terms of even, of course, now we're talking about, you know, how it looks on you and it looked great on me, but really just enjoying wearing it. And knowing that I'm wearing something that is actually nice, not because you just bought a brand name, but because there are clothes out there that can do that. And I never was aware of that because I never gave it a shot. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool.
1: There's so much out of what you just said. And I'm really glad you talked about that. Because you know, often I do presentations and even talk to the business world about how you can achieve ROI with your wardrobe. And it, you know, that sounds funny to a lot of people. But to your point that it makes such a big difference when you invest in yourself in that way and because it fits you better you will pull that item over and over and over again so in the end it first of all saves you money than getting like a bunch of things that don't fit you as well and you're not as confident in but also you are seen differently when when you have kind of that kind of rich style about you. You know what you have on your body. There's, there's an energy with that too. Like it just, it, you know, it kind of lifts you up a little bit. And I think that, you know, a lot of times people just will buy things on sale or they'll buy things because of the hanger appeal or whatever it is. And, and that's what's so important about what I do with people. is like, I really am scientific in the way I approach clothes. Like I want to get something that's fitting your body well and so that's the second c after color it's your it's the cut it's the cut of the clothes so you're super thin and remember we were like working with layers for instance like layers are really good for thin guys that's one of the hacks you know that you can think about because it builds some bulk and that adds to your physique and knowing some of those tricks are super important and then the final c is your confidence clothes so it's kind of like what we're talking about clothes that you will put on over and over and over again that you know that either you've been complimented in you just feel good about like you always tend to just pull it because you know you like it and i know like you totally rock those salmon pants and that's not for everybody like that's the thing like you have to find something that you feel confident in Because it takes a confident man to wear salmon pants, but obviously you have confidence, right? And so... But again, there's symbiotic relationship between that. So maybe if a guy who isn't as confident and you put him in a loud shirt, for instance, kind of like my red dress, what that might do to make you stand out and have a little confidence with that.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy how it works. I mean, even... Yeah. It, It always works. Even you know these days for me like when i go out and i have an outfit on that i really like i just feel more confident because i feel more attractive you know versus there'll be a time when i go out and i don't know i didn't try as hard i put something on and you know it doesn't look as good as i wanted it to or whatever and i don't feel that same way and i love feeling that way and wouldn't an, in a, in a sense easy thing to do it's not you know you still have to get the right clothes and all that but once you have it it's easy like you put it on Yeah. And you feel better. And I'm all for that. Like what a great and easy way. And and what's cool too is when you look better, maybe you are wearing, you know, like we we put together a whole outfit where I had the salmon pants, the plaid salmon-ish colored Hugo Boss shirt, and then we put a gray sport coat over that and then cool shoes. Mm -hmm. And we match all together. Like you're gonna see that guy, and you're just gonna assume. That he's confident because he's wearing that. So that that's That's, another thing that's cool too, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. And there's an association with a well-dressed man that we have as women. You know, it's funny because I believe men and women are all visual creatures, but yet sometimes men get a bad rap for it's like, oh, you know, men are just into looks. And you know, when I when I hear my ladies talk, I'm like, look. You're no different. <laughs> we do the same thing but here's the difference and this is where the clothes come in. It's crazy. I believe that like a man will like within those, you know, first seconds of the first impression, a man will look at a woman and they'll size up whether or not they want to have sex with her. You know, I mean that's part of the attraction factor and what like men look Obviously there's other things that you look for. You know, I'm not saying that that's all you look at, but that is a very like quick hit that a lot of men have now, women. We're a little more forgiving, but because we are still visual, we'll look at a man and even, maybe he has a physique that we're not super attracted to. If he is well dressed, it'll override his physique because, like, let's say he's in a well, like, a very nice shirt, kind of like the outfit that you had on, and then he has like a nice watch with it, that kind of thing will think that he's accomplished, right? And so we think of success. So women look at success on that first hit and men look at sex. And I just see this over and over and over again with that first impression stage. So again, men listening, like, why wouldn't you do this, right? Like this is such an easy way to get past, you know, any kind of other like assumptions that the women are making now from there cuz you were asking about you know so then what do you do afterwards if you think about it once you have an outfit on and you're getting like an impact from the women that is obviously going to affect your affect in the way that you walk the way that your posture is you know the way that you might feel just more grounded in your body so that's why i love the wardrobe first and by the way this also pertains to online profiles, so that's one of the like things that I'm super, super like It's kind of my superpower is I love looking at online impressions with the pictures, and, oh my gosh, there's so many men who just don't pay attention to this stuff, And like, if you just paid you know attention to the wardrobe that you had in the pictures and had really good pictures, you would get so much more action, just getting you know, past those barriers. so that's why it's really important to work on those things first for me. And then I work on kind of the inner stuff, you know, things that might be attached to fears or things of the past and how you express yourself and how you talk and and all of those things. But then, you know, of course, the the social piece is a lot of the flirting stuff, how you, you know, escalate, tension, all that. And I know that's stuff that you work on as well.
0: Yeah, totally. That's all the stuff you work on in terms of, of that communication style. Right. You know. Let's talk about the emotional part of it. You said emotional, you were mentioning emotional IQ.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Talk
0: to me about that for a second.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, I didn't make this up. It's a big thing that is um, popular these days. And um, emotional IQ has to do with the way that we manage our feelings, how we express ourselves. And within that, I consider the piece of authenticity and vulnerability. And I think this is so huge. And a lot of times, men don't know what that looks like or think that oh well you know I'm a man I shouldn't be vulnerable but really I feel that emotions is where attraction really happens and obviously it manifests a little bit different in the way we communicate that as a man versus a woman but when men can tap into like his feelings and also pay attention to the woman's feelings when he's first getting to know them it's huge because see, for a woman, we have a bigger emotional capacity in our brain. Like That's our language usually. So when you learn to speak our language and, you, and we really feel that from you, it's so powerful. And you know, the power really does come from that vulnerable piece. But it gets confusing for a lot of guys. So I like to teach what that is. You know, I do a lot of storytelling techniques. I do a lot of work on, as a therapist, just understanding maybe why guys hold back. And again, it's so different for each person, but you know, a lot of people don't realize how our past and our ascribed roles in our family really impact the way that we approach relationships and dating. And so that's really important part of the process too. Otherwise, people fall back into patterns. So they can dress well, they can act well, but then when they get into the relationship piece, that's when those things start surfacing. So if you can, get a handle on some of that stuff. From the minute you say hello to a woman and break some of those patterns, you will attract a different pattern for yourself.
0: So how can this all be shown or come out in this first impression? Like how do you use this when you're first meeting somebody?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, there's so many different techniques and things that I work on with guys but like
0: you have a couple you can tell us?
1: Yeah, I mean this, there there was a guy that I'm working with now and obviously because of COVID we're we're doing, you know, more of the virtual stuff and by the way, I do these virtual makeovers that are super effective and we shop online. I have this cool software that I pin outfits and so we, we did a lot of work putting together his profile because his profile was getting no action whatsoever. But the other layer to him was that he was super shy and he just had low confidence. He didn't have a lot of dating experience and he's such a great guy. And I think he just felt defeated. So I was helping him on not only with just the pictures, but also how he was having conversations online. So I I like to get into people's like Bumble account and Tinder, and I work on those conversations. And for him, what he kept doing, for instance, is that because he wasn't super comfortable talking about himself... He kept throwing questions at the girl, so it became like this interrogation with all his conversation, and I could just see, and from the examples that he gave me, that the women were feeling just uncomfortable, because there was just all, too many questions. So I was helping him build his like storytelling techniques and how he could share things about himself so he could contribute to the conversation so that the conversation would flow. But more than that, how women. Could really feel him. You know, that was super important because before they just weren't getting attracted to him because it was very guarded in his, you know, the way he was interacting. So he had to learn that women do care about who he is, his passions, you know, and that kind of thing. So an example of that was that instead of remaining really factual and surfacey in the way he was asking questions and sharing things about himself. I had him tell personal stories and things that related to him that he could share. And you know, upon first impression, it's super important. it's not like people get confused. like when you share feelings, it doesn't mean that you air out all your problems. You know, like that's what people associate the feeling piece with. It's really about how like you can make someone feel and how people feel when they're with you. And that is like positive things. Things you're passionate about, using words that, like, I'm excited, I love, you know, feeling words that kind of tap into a woman's heart, so to speak. And, and so that's what we started doing with him. And he couldn't believe, he could not believe the impact it had. And he's dating up a storm right now. And now, before he wasn't even getting like a hit. Not only is he getting hit, he's getting multiple dates, and he's progressing on dates. So that's how the stuff works, especially when you, you know, get practice at it.
0: Right. And it's interesting too, is is I find with men, they have a hard time talking about themselves. It yeah, feels do. uncomfortable. We've we've almost been taught indirectly that it's rude, you know, to talk about yourself too much. I feel like when we're raised, we're not taught that, hey, it's okay to share stories or say things about mm-hmm. yourself or help people get to know you. It's more about appeasing them or asking them questions and guys even research like, what are the best questions to ask a girl? And that's just because that's the way that we were raised when yeah. in reality it should be, what are some of the great things or what is... A, oh, I'm trying to think of how to put this, be like, what is a great way to convey myself or tell my stories to a person that I meet. That is where it gets more powerful. It's not just about people, you know, thinking, oh wow, this guy talks a lot. Because most people, or at least most guys I know who listen to this podcast, myself included, is it's tough for us to do that because we're a little shy. So it's tough for us to share those stories and talk about ourselves. So you gotta really push hard to be able to get to the point where you can actually do that because it's not it doesn't feel normal to do so. Yet that's the thing that really creates attraction.
1: It really does. I have this whole form... Like I call it the social engagement formula that I teach people how to get out of their heads and more into like a feeling-based conversation. And I think another mistake that guys make, whether they're shy or... On the other side, I see where they talk too much and they pontificate. And it's like they're trying to impress the girl. But it's just like a script you know like you can just tell that they had okay well i'm just going to tell her all these things so that she'll be impressed so i i see like different ways it plays out but you know another mistake and just to give example of what you and i are talking about like on first dates people will talk about work or like maybe the college that they went to and they'll get caught up in the facts right like i went to so and so university i studied x y and z and and then they'll go and, t- and tell like the courses they took. Like that's an example of a fact conversation, you know, versus I went to XYZ school and I loved it. And you know that my, my favorite part of college was all the friends that I made and blah, blah, blah. So now you're starting to give context to what you're talking about. So that's another thing. It's moving conversations from fact into something where people can feel you as a person.
0: Right, and if they don't, they you don't give them an opportunity to know you, to like you, to become attracted to you, to connect with you, and so you have to give them that opportunity. And that's what I tell guys all the time: is give them that opportunity. You know, when, when you first meet a woman, and especially, I mean, you know, this goes along also, of course, with the first date and things like that. But in that first impression, that first moment when you're talking to them, don't. You might talk. You might end up approaching a girl who's excited to talk to you and kind of digs you, and and you you're looking great, so you made that good you know physical impression. And then she's talking, and you're like, oh, this is easy. You just sit back, relax, let her do all the talking, and that, that can happen a lot, especially yeah. if you're doing a lot of approaches. But really, that bites you. So make sure you get in there and make sure that you're saying something, you're talking, and you're adding to the conversation, even if you end up approaching or talking to a chatty girl.
1: Yeah, because then you know if you don't do that and there's not that flow, that ebb and flow, that's when a girl walks away and says, you know, he was so nice, but mm, I just didn't feel it. I didn't feel the chemistry. That usually tells me that there was something, yeah, that kind of broke down in the way that he was expressing himself too. I mean, and obviously, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder and there's other parts of chemistry and I always like talk about that as well. But I believe that when you tap into the emotional chemistry, because that's one of the domains I talk about, it can almost override a lot of the other stuff like physical because you can become highly attractive to somebody when you really feel something from someone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. What are, Do you have any other tips here or anything else you can share with guys in terms of making that good first seven seconds?
1: yeah well you know i definitely think body language and and that's this is part of you know the flirting techniques and how you move through a room and that kind of thing and by the way again this is research talking not even me that like women will trust you more they will actually like when you make that first impression they'll They'll give you a chance, maybe more so than other people who don't have that first impression. So you're already like a leg up. And body language is really important part of that, again, when I, I know you used to do this as well, but I, I used to go out and be with guys and and I do this with women as well. And I just see what's happening in the field. And a lot of times, just like even where you stand with a woman, you know, the spacing that's involved or the lack of touching. And I know now it's getting a little tricky these days with the touching, but, you know, there are things that you can also do with your eyes and the movements of your body and the posture. There's so many different, like zones, as I call it, that you can pay attention to that will also get a really good result with the women. Not only that, when You are comfortable in your skin and you exude that with your body language, it actually makes women feel more comfortable and secure with you. Here's the thing we don't want to feel like anxious and insecure, or we're more powerful than you. It can be scary for a woman. Like, we want to feel that you are comfortable with who you are, that you can, you know, take on the world with us, you know, and that kind of thing. And that body language is. Part of that. So again, and this is another thing that I tell people a lot when I look at patterns and relationships and dating, I always like to go back to the beginning to the first impression stage. Because if you want to flip the script and change your story and the things that you've been attracting in your life, you got to go back to the beginning. So, what is it that you're doing that is attracting a certain person? I love looking at patterns. Like, that's why I'm calling myself a strategist these days. More than a coach, because I really believe that there are certain like habits that we all develop. And if you just had strategies for yourself, you will start attracting different people. And it, if you knew that there were just little things you can do in each of these areas, why wouldn't you? You know, those small things yeah. add up to the bigger win. And that's what gives us the confidence and the charisma to keep on going.
0: I love it. I love it. Kim, always a pleasure talking to you. You have such. Great things to say. I want to also add in, this is something that I was just thinking about, but I want to add it in from something you said a while back in this conversation. Mm. So nothing to do with exactly what we're talking about now, but let's go back to style for a second. Yeah. One thing that always stuck with me, something that you said, like a broken record in my head. (laughs) Okay, out of the things that you taught me. It's something very specific. And you're going to remember this too. But you always said to me, you know, when a man has a has a nice watch on, mm-hmm. it's so sexy. You said something to that extent. Oh like yeah, something with a man with a nice watch, and I swear that always stuck in my head. And so I always knew that one day I'd want. Since you told me that like eight years ago, that I want to have a nice watch one day, and so I saved up and saved up, and I finally got a really nice watch a couple years ago, and it was because of what you said. Like I don't think I would have gotten that if you didn't really preach that. And I love it. And I love wearing it. And I feel great in it. And it's something I'm going to have for a very long time. But yeah, that was just something that stuck with me. I just wanted to say that just because I was thinking about our history and the things that you've taught me. So Aww. very cool. And you've you've left a mark.
1: That's so cool. Well, and you know, that's the special thing about clothes that there's a sensory memory to it too. And we create kind of these different impacts with our clothes. And again, there's like a lot of studies on that. There's even a term called enclothed cognition. They've done studies where they see that the brain shifts when you wear certain things. And that creates a different performance and the way that you like really go after things. So that is a cool that's such a cool circle <laughs> that you just mentioned and and yeah i mean the the watch is fun because for guys it can be like your jewelry you know there i i know guys who have like 20 watches and they just change it out with their outfits but it is super sexy and women love it
0: yeah totally totally so yeah so thank you kim if people want to work with you they're interested in learning from you i know that you said you're going to have a free gift which we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Is there any other yeah. way that they can contact you?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I have my own podcast as well, and we'll definitely have you on. We got to schedule that. It's called The Charisma Quotient. So you can definitely check that out. And then, of course, my website is k i m m y s e l t z e r dot R.com. And yeah, I have a free man's fashion manifesto for all of you so that you know exactly kind of the body type you have what clothes flatter that figure but for men i go into more stuff like grooming which is super important yes that includes like trimming the nose hairs and all those things that sometimes guys forget about but we we care about those things so you know just kind of go through that style guide and see if there's some things that you can tweak and and make a great first impression after doing those tweaks
0: cool sounds good Guys, in the show notes, check it out. Thanks for listening, and Kim, thanks for your second appearance on the How to Talk to Girls podcast. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right, talk to you soon. I'm sure we'll have you on again. Hopefully sooner than uh, than four years, so we can dive deeper into (laughs) other things that you're learning. So thanks again.